0: Preparing for Purim, sheet number 17. So yesterday why Mordechai wouldn't bow down, either because Haman had some form of idol on his clothes or in his hat, Mordechai refused to bow to the idol, or because he was proud and would not demonstrate any type of reverence or respect to a non-Jew, he didn't have that attitude about his Judaism. Traditionally, we view Mordechai as correct in his actions. From a young age, we're we're trained to perceive Haman as the evil and dangerous, and Mordechai is acting correctly. But I wonder how many people today would view Mordechai's persistent refusal to honour Haman? After all, his actions led directly to Haman's scheme of annihilating the Jews? Would Mordechai find himself open to criticism according to either of the motives that we have articulated? Was he not being overly frum at the risk of endangering the whole Jewish people? Or was his Jewish pride may be a source of, of great concern. Whichever the opinions one follows, Mordechai could not have asserted that he was not honoring the idol. But in fact, he was bowing. He could have asserted, I'm not bound to an idol, I'm honoring a prime minister. Might Mordechai not have relied on a, a, some sort of legal leniency in his situation? was the sole option at Mordechai's disposal out of acting so provocatively towards Haman. According to our second Medrash, the issues are further sharpened. Mordechai wages a battle of status of egos with Haman. But once again, are any of the issues so weighty as to endanger the fate of the Jewish people? Can we really justify his generating this high level of anti Semitism, this existential threat to all our people. The Talmud itself is an incredible passage attributed to, attributed to the Amora Rava, suggests that it would have been better had neither Mordechai nor Haman ever been born. source, Tractate Megillah, page twelve B. The Talmud equates the two as if both were the agitators. Well oh, simple learning in our school system Boo for Hamon, Yay for Mordechai. But along comes the Gemara and says, both cause problems. If Mordechai was correct in his actions, could we imagine ourselves as acting that way? Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, his students asked him, why did the Jews of that time deserve to be annihilated? He replied, why didn't you try to suggest an answer? So they said it was because they enjoyed the Feast of Achashverosh. But, responded Rabbi Shimon, the Jews of Shushan should have been punished. What about the Jews of the rest of the world that didn't turn up? They reply, well, why don't you give us an answer? Because they bow down to the idol of Nebuchadnezzar. So one answer is more challenging than the other. What really was the problem of Ahasuerus' party? Was it the wine? The entertainment? Maybe it wasn't appropriate? Someone to suggest that, you know, I can hear you saying it, yeah, but they had the vessel there from the base of and it was inappropriate. In that case, was the problem that the Jews were essentially attending an event that was anti-Semitic in nature? Stupidity, perhaps, but hardly a sin. Now, of course, there are considerable problems with attending a party of this sort. Shulchan Aruch has many laws to restrict socializing and mixing with non-Jews. The prohibition against wine, bread, cooking by a non Jew are all aimed at restricting mingling, thereby reducing the possibility of intermarriage. But the Jews of Shushan are faced with a dilemma. The last bit tomorrow. Have a very nice day.